Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. This is the broadcast for July 12th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we are absolutely delighted to carry forward the legacy of our founding fathers and use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, with all of its checks and balances as our guide. It is the political religion of our nation. It is the blueprint for liberty. And all we got to do is return to it, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds simple enough, right? Boy, howdy, is it harder than heck in a modern day of ignorant folks running around everywhere that embrace socialism and communism. But I digress, except to say we got to save them all. we got to work on it. we got to partner with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and the author of liberty can work miracles, and we pray that we can be part of those and that miracles will come our way because, boy, howdy, in the tyrannical agenda known as modern-day America, it sure seems like nothing but America. A miracle will save us. Uh, so we're praying to our God Almighty. We're doing our best to turn to him and repent, doing our best and letting, hopefully, uh, our efforts be enough so he'll take care of the rest. Welcome to the broadcast. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, and a welcome to you, sir. Hope you had a delightful God family country filled weekend. Yes, we did. Uh, we did try to incorporate all of those things into the things that we were uh, giving deep consideration to over the weekend. So, you know, same old, same old. We, we try to be there. Day in and day out, we're steady as a rock, ladies and gentlemen, telling the tale of liberty. We are true tellers. Freedomsrisingsun.com is Dr. Bradley's website, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match, to preserve the nation. I love it. It just gives me confidence and hope and cheerfulness all the way around. Whenever I hear about it, whenever I talk about it, whenever I think about it, I just have hope for the greatest country on the face of the earth. And that hope will not be dampened because I know in the end, George Washington visions confirms and others, we will win in the end, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how dark it appears and feels and seems, don't be deceived into thinking that it's hopeless because that is a lie from the pit of hell. Satan wants you to believe that it's a lost cause. Give it up. The fat lady's already sung. That is not true. We trust in our God. And we know that we look to God, not government for solutions. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> All right, so there's so much to talk about, Dr. Bradley, but I got an article. Um, Need to Know News is where I got this. And if you're not familiar with the Need to Know News people, um, it is the guy that wrote Creature from Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin's news website, a great news service that I keep an eye on daily. And the headline says this, is the Delta variant a hoax? Or is it a cover for COVID vaccine-related deaths? Very interesting question. I'll turn it over to you before I give you kind of the nuts and bolts of the story. But very, very serious question. Is the Delta variant, so the COVID-19 um, whatever, that just keeps morphing, 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 is the Delta variant a hoax? Or is it a cover for COVID-19-related deaths? Uh, your thoughts, Dr. Bradley, first. Well, to me, uh, I, he asked a question. <coughs> Excuse me, that really does need to be asked, um, and it needs to be investigated thoroughly. And I think there needs to be some real science behind it. I think without censorship, 
and without uh, control and manipulation. And I think that um, in both cases that is happening. You know, I've, we've talked before how I've been de deplatformed because I I bring these kind of questions up. And uh, in fact, I've talked to people that can't. They say I can't believe you've been deplatformed, but we haven't. You know, and I don't know what I've done wrong, but I've done a lot of things apparently that violate community standards. Those uh, those who haven't, their turn is coming. They just may not have hit the yes. radar yet. But make no mistake, it's coming. <clears throat> And at any rate, uh, so so let's look. You know, here we have. Uh, why have we never been able to get a uh, uh, cold, common cold vaccine? Well, it's because it's a moving target kind of. What about a regular seasonal flu? It's kind of a moving target. Everything kind of manipulates and moves in in nature, and and uh, we're surrounded with these kind of things all the time. Our bodies adjust, and and we do our thing with our God-given immune system, and it's all wonderful until mankind manipulates and seems like they're going to play God for a while. So so things are kind of a moving target. That seems like something that mm, people have accepted for years and years and years. But this Delta variant could very well be a cover-up for COVID deaths. Now, here's here, now, now I haven't looked for the last couple, two, three days, but the last um, reporting I, I looked at was the government reporting system that does the vaccine-adverse uh, event reaction system, re, no reporting system, VAERS system. And the VAERS system indicated, again, this is a U.S. government program. This is not me making these up. Nobody, Nobody's saying, oh, man, this is you manipulating it. But over 400,000, 400. <coughs> All right, well, Dr. Bradley takes care of that. This is serious business. Go ahead, sir. But 400, well, 400,000 extremely adverse reactions, and they believe that only uh, at most 10% of these uh, uh, adverse reactions are being reported. So do the math. If it's 10 times that, we're 4 million, but it may be as low as 1%. And the reason the reporting is so bad is because there's paperwork that goes with it. Nobody likes paperwork, so they don't report it. So do the math. This is a huge problem, but but it's it's involving deaths also. It's approaching ten thousand on the government reporting system. The government reporting system again ten percent, one percent. We don't know. Do the math and see how big this problem may be. Now back in the nineteen seventy six swine flu debacle that uh, Gerald Ford pushed on the nation, there were forty seven million people that were that received the jab. And um, there was one guy, one guy, and I think he died of comorbidities, but I can't prove it, at Fort Dix uh, that died from the swine flu. 56 people died from the vaccine. They pulled it. They pulled the plug on the system. They said it's not worth it. Okay, now today, in today's world, we are doing a, uh, a bang-up job, continuing with this program with maybe... Maybe hundreds of thousands of people that have died, certainly hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that have been damaged by the vaccine. And this is a manipulated, agenda-driven program, and they are not willing to pull the plug with their own system indicating that this is a big issue. I personally know people, personally, that have had extremely adverse reactions one that nobody will admit to me is anywhere close. In fact, they don't normally do it. But uh, young man, same age as my kids, jabbed and died. Okay, 
stroke-like symptoms. Um, damaging, there's one young man I know that's 48 years old, a physician, and he can no longer practice medicine. He lives on supplemental oxygen now. And it's like, holy cow, people. And, and we had 56 people die in 1976, and you pulled this. And, and so, the, the, and I personally believe we're just at the beginning of this, but, but I, it needs to be investigated. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a researcher, but I want truth. And it's, it's like George Washington said, there's but one straight course, and that is to seek truth and pursue it steadily. But those that are willing to vocalize the things that they say might be wrong with this are are being shut down and uh and and it's it's absolutely a violation of of uh, and we could talk at length about this fascist approach where we have um businesses doing government bidding in a government private arrangement that the government has basically got the businesses uh, manipulating so that they the government doesn't have to take the blame. Now, we did this in Utah, too, by the way, where our uh, governor says, oh, well, I'm not the one. I'm not the one that's causing the – I'm not the one putting out the mandates. We're going to shut you down. It's the health department. Oh, my goodness, I'm an innocent, sweet young man that just has everything perfect in my life. point of the matter is they were working the scene, behind the scenes. They did it to churches. Government agencies had churches become instruments of policy for government agendas. And, and so what's happening now is, is shutdowns, uh, manipulation, censorship, and, and the truth can't prevail if no one is able to do, uh, may have a voice. And that's what the First Amendment's about. I mean, not everything, because we've got a whole bunch of things kind of captured in that First Amendment. But but the, the idea of press and speech was there to allow the people to hear of threats against their liberty. And this certainly is a threat against their liberty. So absolutely, um, I think that uh, G. Edward Griffin's uh, website needs to pursue this. Uh, this. This thing needs to, you know, highly qualified, well-credentialed individuals should be turned loose on this thing that are not driven by an agenda and get to the bottom of it and find the real science behind it, because there hasn't been any real science thus far in anything we've done in response to this so-called COVID pandemic. So, yeah, I th the, either one of those could be reasonable, but but the government statistics themselves indicate that that this truly may be some kind of cataclysmic disaster shaping up, and nobody's able to talk about it. It's unbelievable just amazing to me there you have it ladies and gentlemen very interesting pros on this my response to this question is the delta variant a hoax or is it a cover for covid vaccine related deaths i say take out the or and call it both i think it is a hoax and i think it is a cover-up for the deaths and let me explain when we get back what I mean, and we'll have Dr. Bradley respond. And, of course, we'll drill into it. we got a whole lot of other topics to discuss in relation thereto. Headline says, Biden's army plans for mandated vaccines. Also, the French government considers making vaccines mandatory for everyone ages 24 to 59 in their country. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Hang tight. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country, 
and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Live, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Dr. Scott Bradley with us, freedomsrisingsun.com. Check out his incredible weekly webinars and more. A thousand-plus videos up on his website. To preserve the nation is the lifelong goal and collegiate series to match. All available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Check it out. So is the Delta variant of the COVID-19 a hoax or is it a cover-up for COVID-19 vaccine-related deaths? I submit to you that it's both. When we say it's a hoax, I'm not saying that the disease isn't real. Others are saying they, you know, you can't prove it exists. And I agree with that. They have not isolated it. That's a fact. I do know people are dying. I don't believe they're dying from nothing, though. Okay? So, you know what? There's something to this. But the reason it's a hoax is because they're wanting the massive government decisions globally to decide exactly what everyone does. You gotta get the vaccine, you gotta isolate, you gotta shut down your business, you gotta do all these mandated orders, which are doing nothing but destroying societies around the world. And the truth of the matter is 99% of the people who get COVID don't die. In fact, it's 99 plus percent. I say 99 because that's a solid safe, okay? So if 99% of the people don't die, and the people who are dying have incredible morbidities, uh, that are leading to their deaths, in other words, other underlying conditions, etc. And uh, then why don't we protect those people, but yet let the rest of us live life normally? If there are solutions out there like ivermectin and many other protocols to even improve that number uh, of people surviving the COVID, why don't we uh, and admit and use those protocols? And so the answer is when I say it's a hoax, I'm not saying that people aren't dying or that it's not a serious issue. 
What I'm saying to you is they're manipulating this serious issue into a narrative that destroys everything we hold dear as they try to remake the world into a global tyranny. All right, so the Delta variant, you know what? How do we get this Delta variant? How do we get all these variants in the first place? Does the um, virus just continue to morph, 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 morph? Or are they releasing different variants? Remember, either this came out of a lab, they claim, or it was, came from a, a, a wet, you know, farm of a, a animal, whatever. Meat, meat uh, I'm sorry, a, a, a meat market or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we don't have the equivalent exactly in America is why I'm hesitating. But, okay, so it came out of this. Uh, they lied to us for a year, said it came out of the meat packing, or I'm sorry, the meat uh, market, far, whatever. All right, now, if it did, then how does it just keep morphing, morphing, and appearing? Listen carefully. How does it appear in different areas of the world? So it goes all around the world as Virant A. I'm just making it very simple. Virant B starts somewhere else. Virant C starts somewhere else. D, E, variant, whatever. Okay? How do they all of a sudden just mutate in a certain part of the world and then all of a sudden go to the rest of the world and then mutate somewhere else, go to the rest of the world? We're debating if, well, it came out of the Chinese lab, but yet, man, there was a European version. And now there's a variant D in India version or whatever they, and it goes, how does all that happen just simultaneously? We lived literally for a couple of thousand years since Jesus Christ. And we didn't have this. And now all of a sudden it's just like everywhere mutating like rapid fire. It's unbelievable from a scientific reality check, ladies and gentlemen. And then what they say is the science keeps changing. They're lying. And so we're saying, I'm saying it's a hoax, not because it doesn't exist even though there's proof that it, we have a tough time proving it exists. But I'm saying it's, it's a hoax because of what they're, what they're doing because of it. All right? For example, Biden's army plans for mandatory vaccines. Now they're planning to go door-to-door. When in America have they ever gone door-to-door? French government considers making COVID-19 vaccine, vaccines mandatory for everyone, uh, what, 24 to 59 Wait a minute, I thought this affected the elderly primarily. Well, 59, why stop there? Why not say, you know, above 60? They're the ones that are 99% of the time getting harmed by this. Because they have an agenda. Now Rand Paul, Dr. Bradley, is introducing legislation to repeal mask mandates on planes. Now, on one hand, you've got to give Dr. Rand Paul some credit by saying, hey, we want to stop this. You shouldn't be forced to wear a mask on a plane. On the other hand, you say, at least I say, I appreciate Dr. Ron, Rand Paul trying to put together legislation to stop this abuse, but the answer is not more legislation. It's like, oh, I need a new law to protect the Second Amendment. Oh, we need a new law for that. We already have laws on the books. We already have violations of those laws by government. You think that signing another law to ban vaccines on planes, number one, Rand Paul's chance of getting it through the House and the Senate are almost zero for passage but even if he could is another law going to stop them it's like oh we need a balanced budget amendment well we already should be balancing the budgets according to the laws so i i appreciate his efforts to highlight the the problem and the abuses but ladies and gentlemen until we turn to the right source god instead of government and until we call a halt to the con game it isn't going to make a bit of difference it's like oh i'm going to create a new law that says you can't commit adultery you know by golly, we need to support the Ten Commandments with a new law. You think that's going to help? 
So I don't mean to be cynical, doctor, but I do need to. I do mean to call a spade a spade. They're playing so many games of this COVID vaccine that it is a hoax. They are covering up deaths. They're using it for wrongful purposes. They're not really even concerned with the danger. They're really painting the narrative in a way that promotes their tyranny and the downing of all things we hold dear and the destruction of America's, America's life as we know it. That's the hoax, and that's what's going on. Anyway, I know that was a little bit of a long dissertation, but hopefully there's enough to chew on, sir. <laughs> well, the the problem is, is we've got about 27 topics that we could take off on any tangent. Here we got, I've called it the Fauci facade from March of last year, and 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 I stand by my position from the very beginning. It has been from the very beginning, and I can go back to March of last year when I did a major media television interview, and their direction, their their thrust for the special that they were doing absolutely was mandatory vaccines unequivocally without it's not a storyline it's not a narrative it is a script and it's across the board and it's churches and it's government agencies and it's media it it's educational people everything is now you, you look at what the reality of life is during the whole time of mortality we have been in an environment with ever changing threats of health and every other kind. God gave us an immune system. It adjusts to that. It, it responds. We've continued for all these many thousands of years with the ability to continue to adjust and, and make good of things. Now, you talk about, well, a year ago, if if you fell out of an airplane and landed on a freeway, got ran over by a truck, it was COVID that killed you. And, and there's a little bit of a facade there, but I'm sure that they could swab your nose, run it enough iterations through the fake test, and come up with the fact you had COVID, and therefore it was a contributing factor. Now, if you go back and you look at, these are government statistics again. These are the, the you know, the CDC, they, they look at all causes of mortality every year. How many people died from the seasonal flu? How many died from car accidents? How many drowned? Whatever. And and if you look at the all causes of morbidity for last year, it's statistically a wash with the previous five years. We did not have a huge spike for any reason. It's been flat. And what happened was everything else was no longer caused as a cause of death, or, or noted as a cause of death. There were virtually no seasonal flu deaths. Usually we lose between 30 and 80,000 on seasonal flu death. And so what, what we have here is a manipulation of statistics, and, and it's, for a, it's for an agenda, and they're fulfilling their agenda. We lost, we lost our vote in the 2020 election by this process. We destroyed our economy. The tyranny is being imposed upon people. Our religious liberties are being destroyed. Our ability to peaceably assemble is being destroyed. And they're finding that this cause of, oh, my goodness, we've got an emergency. We can declare anything. You look at what Como did in New York here last week. He caused a, He called out a, an emergency because of firearms. And, of course, his uh, Democrat uh, legislature passed a, a deal in you know, contradiction of, of the 2005 law that says firearms manufacturers can't be sued for uh, an improper, illegal use of their their uh, product. Uh, but so the uh, why uh, the uh, New York legislature and the governor now have kind of double teamed this thing, 
And they're, they've said, you know what, guys? These worked so good last year. This thing we call an emergency. Suddenly, all hands on deck were willing to roll over, die, give up our liberty, and, and so they're going to do it for, for firearms. So this stuff is, is absolutely a manipulation. I do not believe that any of us had to take any additional quarantine matures last year to save ourselves from this dread disease. We have been lied to through our teeth, their teeth. There's no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. We do admit people are dying from COVID or dying from something. There is an illness out there. Uh, we don't want to be such naysayers that, you know, we can't admit people are literally dying. The real question, though, is why and how and what could be done differently to solve it? Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Thousands of Cubans march in Havana and elsewhere on the island Sunday to protest food shortages and high prices amid the coronavirus crisis in one of the biggest anti-government demonstrations in memory. We are here for the repression because they are killing us with hunger. The houses are falling and we have no homes. They have the money to build hotels while letting us go hungry. Some of the most high-profile people in media, finance, and technology descended on Idaho's resort town of Sun Valley in private jets last week to address climate change. There were so many private planes, the FAA reported it briefly held planes on the ground at their departure airports to avoid congestion in the airspace around Sun Valley. The private conference is a summer camp for billionaires taking place since 1983. Notable attendees this year included Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates. USA Radio News. Let's see, something costs less, but people are happier with it? That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. We all dreamed as children having our own spaceship to bounce around the solar system. To some billionaires, that dream is starting to take shape. Brad Bernards from the West Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. Lifting off from Spaceport America in Las Cruces, New Mexico, Branson was among three other mission specialists who reached speeds three times the speed of sound. So just imagine a world where people of all ages, all backgrounds, from anywhere of any gender, of any ethnicity have equal access to space and they will in turn I think inspire us back here on earth if you've ever ever had a dream now is the time to make it come true and I'd just like to end by saying welcome to the dawn of a new space age thank you Sunday's launch was pushed back about 90 minutes from its original start time from the USA Radio News West Texas Bureau I'm Brad Bernards thanks for being there 
We are USA Radio News. Dr. Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the problem that I have. It all comes down to agency. And what they're literally doing is destroying our agency, destroying everything that we hold dear over coronavirus, over guns, or over climate change. And they're destroying everything. Uh, For example, when do you remember Americans having government go door-to-door? The only time I remember in my whole life is the census. Now they want to go door-to-door for the vaccine push. They also want to go door-to-door for gun control. Pretty soon they're going to go door-to-door to to climate change. They're going to outright ban uh, some of the most uh, large energy usage things uh, in your home. How will your life be when they change the literal way you run your home? They want to get involved in every aspect of your life. Here are the 10 household items that use the most electricity in your home, for instance. Heating, cooling, water heater, washer and dryer, that means clothes, lights, refrigerator, electric oven, dishwasher, computer, TV. All right, how much of that will they start to mess with and change in your life? Uh, They don't even mention, uh, you know, your car use there. Where does that fit in? Uh, Is driving your car more abusive than the items in your home? Well, not if you buy an electric vehicle uh, maintained, regulated, subsidized by your government. So, see, everything is becoming a government-centered rather than than family or American-centered. Everything is government-censored and centered nowadays. Dr. Bradley, and that's why I say this is a hoax that isn't about, hey, can we find a good solution to stop the COVID? It isn't about how can we really preserve life? They murder a baby, and then once it gets born, they want to murder it. If they don't murder it, they want to make sure you don't kill it with COVID. Okay, we go on and on and around and around the barn with pro-war, pro-abortion, and now control of vaccines and, and climate change and everything else. This is about control. This is about their narrative. This is about remaking the world. Uh in a tyrannical situation. Not only is Biden army going door to door, now the French government considering forcing vaccines on everyone. What kind of a world do we live in when we say a woman's body can't be violated so she can murder her baby, but yet your body can be violated and take a a toxic serum into your blood by force, even though it's not even proven, tested, safe or effective. I mean, this is serious indeed that Americans better start to wake up to this, Dr. Bradley. Well, it's it's uh, it's been my position that universal insanity has settled upon certainly the nation and probably the whole world, and it's been exacerbated by a oxygen deprivation uh, methodology that they've implemented, where it makes it difficult to get full oxygenation in the during the past year, and then you add to that the fluoridation process that uh, diminishes your mental capacity, and and I mean the whole thing is is all government driven and uh you go back to the to the George Washington position and the founding fathers about government it's not eloquence it's not reason it's force and like fire it's a dangerous servant and a fearful master and so what we have is in the united states a a doctrine that the power of government is limited to the delegated authority there is no other authority it has. Zero, nada, nothing. And unless and until Americans return to that original intent, that original formula, 
see now there there are no limits they can they can examine they can control they can manipulate and they can change anything they want in any aspect the air you breathe the water you drink the uh, the climate that you live in in your home or how you transport yourself or whether or not you medicate or don't medicate how you educate yourself and what has happened is that there has been a complete abandonment of the founding principles of this nation yeah we have the skeletal remains of a um, uh, uh, a house and a senate and an executive and a judiciary but it's only skeletal remains it's dead for all intents and purposes because americans have failed to protect their god-given rights see government doesn't if a if a government thinks it can give rights it can take them away that's a that's an absolute corollary if it can give you some it can take them away and they believe they're the adjudicator of all rights that's a united nations position that is not an American founding father's position. And so everything we've talked about today is people need to start recognizing that the whole process has happened because we have abandoned our understanding. We the people. We the people are responsible for the kind of government we get. And if we're putting lessers in office, we put a well, we could go off on a tangent on who sits in the Oval Office and the second-in-command right now, so to speak. Neither one of them is qualified to be in the office. Most of our senators and congressmen are not qualified to be in office. Certainly almost all governors and legislators in the states are not. What we have done is we are feeding at the trough of government goodie baskets, and, and we continue to sell ourselves out to glad-handing syncophants that are no longer willing to uphold their oath of office. It's it's a tragic travesty, and along with that tragic travesty is the tragedy that we get the kind of government we deserve. We've got to restore the baseline application of limited government, checks and balances, delegation of authority, and, and this will stop. But until we do that, they're going to keep thinking they can encroach in any single, any place they want. Um, what's his name, uh, the Health and Human Services Secretary, last Thursday, says it's the government's uh, authority and responsibility to know the vaccinated status of everybody. Well, and then they say there's no databases. Yeah, right. I mean, here's where, get your constitution out. Read it carefully, carefully, and find out how they have the authority to do this. Where do they get the authority to keep dossiers on everybody? I mean, the NSA for years now has been collecting, I mean, this radio program is being collected for their databases. Your cellular phone call, your, your emails, your text messages. It's, it's absolutely astounding to me how we allow this to happen. It's the Stasi and the KGB and, and uh, any of these other Gestapo kinds of things that keep dossiers in a free society. Not a truly free people. But but now the Secretary of Health and Human Services is saying, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's our duty to know the the vaxxed um, status of versus all versus the unvaxxed and the status uh, of the American people, which is unconstitutional as all get out. We have a right to be secure uh, in our lives, in our papers, etc., etc., etc. But listen to this carefully. I talked about Biden's army coming, and whether they come to your door for vaccines or whether they come to your door for guns, who knows? But fundamental changes in America are happening 
from an idea that you can literally regulate and shut down healthy people in the name of the sick is one unique twist that we haven't seen in our lifetimes and beyond. In fact, I don't think it's ever happened. But now you've got senators literally introducing legislation to try to allow you to not wear a mask on a plane. All right, now, imagine these goons coming to your door, Dr. Bradley. How do you respond? There's two stories that I want to highlight in relation to this. I talked about one of them last week, but it relates here so well, I thought I'd bring it back to your attention. The device is called Bolorap, and people are divided over high-tech cop lasso. They call it a de-escalation tool. They say it wraps your arms and legs without pain. Olivia Munson, Arizona Republic is where this comes from. The bowler wrap is handheld like a taser, but shaped more like a cell phone. And once it's activated, it discharges an eight-foot Kevlar cord to restrain uncooperative suspects or non-responsive persons in crisis. And it all happens from a distance. All right, so keep that in mind. When they come to your door, will they be using Bowler app? And then here's the next headline. Residents of New York City reacted to the NYPD's digital dog. It's a robot dog patrolling with officers now highlighted in a viral video. So are they going to roll to your house with a robot dog and a bowl of wrap and say, you will take the vaccine, doctor. I know you've been a dissident for quite some time. After you get your vaccine, we might need to haul you off to isolation for reentry to life training, my friend. Is that where we are, Dr. Bradley? Well, I certainly hope not. I mean, this sounds like something out of Wonder Woman and some other dystopian society movies that are out there. But um, I do know... Um, and, and it's, there's not time to really convey the whole story, but I do know that the, your idea of re-education camps is very real in society. Uh, uh, someone I knew very well, a Vietnamese friend of mine, when when he was able to escape with his wife and daughters from uh, Saigon, um, if it wasn't the last jet out, it was close to it. At any rate, the family he left behind was subject to re-education camps. And uh, because they had cooperated with the U.S. war effort there, and uh, they, they were completely censored. Sounds like I got to finish this. I'll briefly finish it when we get back. But uh, we need to think about where this is going in America because these are very real, and they have been in societies for for a long period of time. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Being there with your child and being there for your child are two completely different things. One denotes a simple presence, which is a start, but can also be accomplished by someone other than you. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? See, that sheep did a fine job of being there with the child, but it didn't do a very good job of being there for the child. Now listen to the difference an involved parent can make. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? I'm not very good at algebra, but do you have any English questions? Because I done real good in English. <laughs> oh, Mom. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, so the algebra problem didn't get solved, but something better happened. Mom was there for her child, and when you're really there, they'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Back with you live. So Fox News did some segments recently on, quote, re-education uh, camps for Trump supporters, etc., uh, MSNBC and others called it a conspiracy theory by Fox. Uh, we've talked about concentration camps, re-education camps since the days of World War II when the Japanese were put in concentration camps right here in America. Uh, what do you want to call them? Um, you know, you kind of got to really wonder, is that happening and can that happen again in America? And you think it can't happen, but short history shows that it can and that it very possibly will. Um, when they say conspiracy theory, that's debatable as well. But when you literally have government knocking door to door, when you literally have the contact tracing programs brought about by COVID, when you literally have government deciding whether you wear a mask or not, whether you leave your house or not, uh, for healthy people, they don't even have you proven sick, uh, but they're going to assume you're sick or assume you uh, are under their jurisdiction. Uh, and that's all there is to it. And if you do anything else, you become a terrorist. If you think anything else, if you advocate for anything else, you become an enemy to the state uh, to the point where now they're focusing on domestic terrorism. So when they focus on domestic terrorism, when they have people going door to door, when they say any type of re-education camp is a conspiracy theory, but at the same time you have mainstream press talking about it, then in addition you have them saying, well, if you have the COVID, we might have to isolate you. If you don't have a place in your home to isolate you, we might have to isolate you um, in government facilities somewhere. It starts to become scary because nothing's official until it's been denied, is what Jerry Hughes used to speak of. Um, this is serious, and this is kind of where we are. The more they deny it, the more real I believe it actually uh, ends up becoming, Dr. Bradley. Well, you look at what Como did in New York. He reinterred people. You know, They called them internment camps. He took the most vulnerable of all the people and put them in where? Rest homes. Oh, my goodness. Tens of thousands of people died because of Como. He should be in prison, tried for crimes against humanity. 
But but the fact of the matter is, we have done internment camps in the United States. I mean, you look at the Japanese. I mean, uh, the guy that became the Supreme Court Chief Justice, Earl Warren, was the guy that was really fostering and encouraging that out of Japan, for crying out loud. I mean, this this is the kind of reality we're living in. And other nations have experienced it to a great degree. And, of course, you know, they got pretty out of hand in the old uh, World War II era in Europe. And we saw millions of people that were put to death. But... But the re-education concept, the idea of, oh, we might take your child because, you know, you might be sick. So we got to take care of your child. What? Poof, poof, gone. Your kids are gone. Whatever. So these things are, are something that we need to talk about and, and recognize there is no government agency, no authority to do whatsoever. But just go back to that Vietnamese story for just a brief second. Uh, my friend that, that got out with his wife and two little girls he left the rest of his family there. They were in, uh, put into internment camps for re-education. And, uh, and there, was, there was no communication, really, until one day he got a letter from a sister that talked about one of their brothers that was really doing well. He was in a really good place, and it was so wonderful for him. Well, the, the communist censors said, hey, this is good news. We can let this out. What they didn't know was the backstory on that. Their brother had been killed in the old imperial, uh, ancient imperial city of Huey in the Tet Offensive in 1968. So here they're saying one of their brothers who was dead was far better off than they who were left behind to be re-educated. And so, I mean, because the communists didn't know the backstory on that, they let this good news get through. But my friend knew very well what his sister was saying. It's it's a hell. And uh, and so we in America, we think things like that can't ca- happen here, can't come here. I think that when when the uh, all the stuff that happened for the last nearly year and a half and and how the the scared rabbits bunkered up and hunkered down and how we allowed governors and and uh, other uh, manipulative tyrants become monarchs unelected to do anything other than live the constitutional law, whether it's your state or whether it's your national constitution. They have no authority to make law. They made law. They sent out mandates that were enforced upon people. And they they have truly manipulated not only our economy, but our religious services. And there wasn't a whimper. Most Americans, uh, I, I, I not only was there not the a whimper, Doctor Bradley. Sorry to interrupt. Not only was there not a wind, um, a whimper from the American people for the most part. A few of us spoke up, but for the most part, it was silence. There was divided. I had a church pastor come on the radio with me uh, several weeks ago, and he highlighted that you know what he stood up against the vaccines and sued, and won. And his church was allowed to be open. He was one of the first people to sue and win. Um. And he basically talked about how it destroyed his whole church in a way because his whole church divided in half. And one group was saying, good for you. We support you. We thank you for telling the truth and standing up as a, as a true black regiment truth teller in our, at our pulpit. The other half literally left the church. And he highlights how this is true all over the country. So not only is there a wimp, not a whimper, um, but very few people even stand up, and the rest are against us on this. So anyway, long story short, he tells how his church ripped in half and almost fell apart. Now that he's made his stand, 
His church is bigger than it's ever been because more people are joining, saying, we love your stance. We agree with you. Thank you so much. We're coming to your church services. So the, the, the end tale is good news that his church is bigger than it once was. However, this is destroying our society. I mean, you literally have family against family, uh, you know, son against daughter, mom against daughter. And uh, you have divisions everywhere because of this agenda they're pushing. Because they've you know, indoctrinated you... and lied to the people to the point where, hey, and now they're literally pushing these concentration camps to say, if you're not telling the tale as the government wants it told, you are an enemy of the state. So we're talking about the untold truth of America's World War II internment camps. How will that affect today? Will we see, quote, re-education camps in the United States? Will they say we're a big enough threat to where they've got to, um, like the Japanese, were a big threat at the time. Are we a big enough threat to their agenda that we must be hauled off and either re-educated or held from society so that our views aren't shared or known? Is that where we're headed? And you can say to me, Sam, that'll never happen, and I pray you're correct, but you know what? A year ago, you would have told me we could never shut down every aspect of our society for a whole year. But they did, Doctor. You know, it's... it's uh interesting to me uh, i know we're just about out of time but but um i'll tell you what the religion should have done perspective from an americanist perspective from a christian perspective that dates back to the christian era that uh that in the, the best uh, formula of peter and john in the fifth chapter of acts where they told the authorities to take a long hike on a short pier and they were going to obey god rather than the the authorities but but here's what, in my opinion, should have happened, and, and I'm I'm pleased that your pastor had this experience to some degree. When when they came out with their mandates, we're shutting you down. It should have been, and I could say this a lot more enthusiastically, but the heck you say. In fact, we're going to do a class action lawsuit against you, Governor. We're going to invite all other religions to participate in that class action lawsuit, regardless of their religious belief or even who their God is. If you want to have Allah on your side, I mean, let, let's bring the Jews, the, the Mohammedans, let's bring in the Baptists, the Methodists, the Mormons, the Catholic, everybody. We're going to put a class action lawsuit against your violation, not only of your oath of office, but our religious liberty as guaranteed and upheld, not just because it's a God-given right, but our the, the document you took an oath to uphold, and you said before God that you would do it, you're violating it now. We're going to do a class action lawsuit against you. I think what would have happened is you would have had a lot of, oh, oh, did, 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 did you misunderstand what we just said? Oh, somehow, oh, it got spun in the press. Uh, it was manipulated. I think you would have and, seen and a not back only should off we so have, fast. Not only should we have filed those lawsuits, but we should have en masse gone to church and just said, listen, we're going to bring our Bibles to school. We're going to go to church. We're not going to let you shut us down. We're going to trust in God and have faith for healing. We're not going to trust in man-made solutions. Uh, you know what? Work on whatever you want to if you're honest about your deliveries, and we'll accept that as an option. Sometimes God inspires men to do great things, but we're not going to accept this narrative. The American people should have stood up right from the beginning. And I was saying this from the start. So were you. It took several people to come aboard. But now we've exposed it and people can see it for what it is. They shut us down for a year. Uh, and even insurance companies haven't raised their rates because there's not been an outpouring of death. Had there been, life insurance rates would have skyrocketed. None of those things happened. 
And uh, the fact is, 99 plus percent of the people don't even die who get COVID. 99 plus percent. And if we had ivermectin and some natural solutions, um, the percentage is so minuscule. It's shocking. Now, people are dying. It is real. But what's real is what you got to ask yourself. Somebody, you've got to die of something. Uh, Many of these morbidities. So they know this, but they don't care. They're using it to not let a good crisis go to waste. They're using it to destroy our society as we know it. And right now they're basically trying to pivot to the next level, which is put guys like me and Dr. Bradley in concentration camps or re-education camps, shut us down as the first step, demonize us, vilify us, eventually haul us off to camps. You can say it's us, but later it will be you, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't do something now. Um, But they're literally working on this. They're using climate change. They're using the vaccines. They're using gun control. They're using all these common narratives as their agenda. But the First Amendment is under attack like never before. Uh, And we, the people, need to call it for what it is. I get how people were deceived in the beginning. But now, if you're not standing up, heaven help us, doctor. Well, everything that's happened on this has been slapshot sciences. There's no science behind it. You stop and think about it. They say, oh, we got this mRNA, an unproven, never used before technology that we're putting in humans now. It's a, it's a biologic that's, that's uh, experimental. They say, oh, no, 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 we got, it's safe, it's effective. The safety and effectiveness has been tried. If, if you got the injection and you didn't die within 30 minutes, hmm, must be okay. The problem is we got long-term effects. But here's the issue. They did it in warp speed. That's what they called the project. And people say, oh, yeah, well, it was a miracle. They took away all the impediments. No, they didn't. They took off all the safety gates. See, the reason it takes a while to get some of these things through the system is that they have to do efficacy and safety tests. They didn't. Again, if you call a a nanosecond of uh, watching after an injection a safety test, I guess you could call it that. But all of the safety all of the efficacy things with an unproven technology that is now not approved, it is emergency use only. And the the way it's being touted at every level, whether it's across the pulpit in the regions that are supporting this or in the news media or by politicians or by educators, is that this is an approved approach to make us all safe again. I saw a commercial on TV. Holy cow. Everybody was hugging and kissing, and they were so glad they were out of their prison. But really, it's a complete lie. Everything. The vaccine's here. We're all safe. Well, and the most important thing is they're going to pivot this to the next levels of tyranny. You might be able to walk around free as long as you're vaccinated and masked. Otherwise, your life will be seriously curtailed. Where do we go, ladies and gentlemen? We, We better stand up, and we better do it quickly. Dr. Bradley, thank you so much for your time, sir. Thanks for having us, and uh, God bless America. We're going to need his help all the way to the end. Amen. FreedomsRisingSun.com, LovingLiberty.net, God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Show. Talk Show.
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is indeed the broadcast for, what is it, already July the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2021? This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances are the key to the exercise. We can restore the republic one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. It all starts in your heart. It all starts in your family. After all, family is the fundamental unit of society, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Well, Friday and Saturday, I had a couple of days off. I went and helped my wife and others. We had a corporate event. It was a huge camping trip, not good enough connectivity for the show. So we played a couple of incredible repeat broadcasts <clears throat> from quite a while ago. So they're fresh content. It's amazing how... I listen to the show back when I get a minute from time to time just to kind of see what I'm talking about long time ago. And it's amazing how relevant the broadcasts are. You know, you play a broadcast from a year ago, six months ago, similar topics, different details, relevant as could be, just amazing stuff when you stand for the Republican educate to the traditions of our founding fathers. Anyway, with that, just look at Thursday's broadcast. We were live. And uh, here's the notes. The recap from that is relevant. What? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days later. Let's see how relevant these topics are. You ready? We had our guest on, Brian Russ, talking about honest money, constitutional currency, gold and silver, the honest money update. That's as relevant as it gets, right? We also talked about pain at the pump. Gasoline rises to seven-year high, up 40% since January under Biden. Relevant as all get out. If you go fill up at the pump, you'll see what I mean, right? Get ready for higher grocery bills for the rest of the year. Relevant as all could be, right? Fake news, they say. Food prices will continue to rise in 2021. That's not fake news. That's reality. But the fake news part from Bloomberg says, here's why. They say it's climate change and COVID-19 causing it, and I say that it's government causing it. How relevant is that reality, huh? That was our one of Liberty Roundtable Live Hour 2. Trump, quote, I'm suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google. Trump files class action lawsuit. He says if they can do it to me, they can do it to anyone. He's right about that. Donald Trump drops glorious legal bombshell on Facebook, Google, and Twitter. Punitive damages. Trump goes to war with big tech. Leads class action lawsuit on being banned. The case is being handled by the America First Policy Institute. And uh, you say, well, I've heard all that, Sam. That's not too relevant. I know the case seeks an end to shadow banning and blacklisting. Um, but I'm telling you right now, why is this relevant? Because I am trying to get a hold of Donald Trump. And uh, there's other people that are suing as well. Yeah, Dennis Prager's been working on suing for a long time. Donald Trump now. A couple of other high-profile attorneys that I highlighted. All right. Uh, who, Dylan O'Hanley, I guess it's Dylan and O'Hanley, two different attorneys filing lawsuit against Twitter. Yeah, and Senator Padilla and others. 
Anyway, they're doing a great job, but I'm trying to get a hold of these people because I believe I should be part of their class action lawsuit. But here's the problem. No matter how hard I try to get a hold of these people, I just can't seem to get it done. You know, you call and their offices just have a voicemail and you leave a message and nobody calls you back. And, you know, you email them and you don't hear about how do you get a hold of these people? I mean, for class action lawsuit people, you would think there'd be an easy way to contact them, right? Well, I'm not doubting these people. I'm just expressing on the air what a tough time I'm having. I mean, my case is as relevant as it gets. I'm a 25-year-plus nationally syndicated talk show host. Fairly well known. Twitter shut me down. Why? Because I decided to carry a story from Israel News and a story from Life Site News that they thought was fake news, so they flat out shut me down. And the only way they'll put me back up is if I go ahead and recant or take that story down. Why won't I do it? Because then the next story they'll take me down, and they'll have just complete control of my content. I'm not willing to do that. I didn't make up the fake news. I merely reported on news that's out there by credible news sources. Am I allowed to do that around the world or not? See, so I don't know how my case, my case may not be more poignant than any others or more valuable or more egregious than any others. I get it. I'm just one of the many, but I'm a legitimate one. I'd be a very good advocate in court to explain my situation. I'd be a very good guy to put on the stand and talk through it and say, hey, who are you and what do you do? I'm certainly relevant in the news. I owned a radio station for 10 years and then went nationally syndicated. Well, I was nationally syndicated while I owned the station, too, I guess. But I'm just saying, um, the show has done nothing but grown. I've been credible. I've been at some of the most important events in America, broadcasting live when others couldn't get in. I had legitimate media credentials, right? I mean, I, I don't know, but I think that if you want a valuable case, mine should be one of them. It shouldn't be maybe the premier one, but it should certainly be a solid support in the class action. But I can't even get a hold of the people that are supposedly filing them. What does that say, ladies and gentlemen, to America? In my mind, it says there's two classes of people. There's me and there's thee. Me meaning you and I and the rest of us, and thee meaning they. How do I get a hold of these people? If somebody could tell me how to get a hold of Donald Trump or anybody on his team to be part of that class action lawsuit, I'd love to do it. If anybody can help me get a hold of Dylan and these other people, I'd love to do it. Meanwhile, Google, Tesla, Apple, Facebook rake in massive subsidies mercurynews.com incredible article report silicon valley giants enjoy billions in government subsidies breitbart breitbart facebook now defines extremism manipulates users are you concerned that someone is becoming extremist they will help you by training you out of the quote what cult others in your situation have received help so they want to then, with this ad, if you will, on Facebook now, help document you out of extremism. Wow. Tucker Carlson claimed on Wednesday that the NSA leaked the contents of his emails to journalists as an effort to target his show and take him off the air. See, Tucker ought to be part of the class action lawsuit too, right? Anyway, I don't mean to down any of these people filing these lawsuits, Trump and others. I support their efforts. But how do I get a hold of him? Let's talk to Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back, sir. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's good to be with you. So I was explaining that I got shut down by Twitter because I carried a story from Israeli news sources as well as LifeSite News. And I mentioned that uh, in their articles, they're claiming that more people, more elderly people are dying from vaccines than they are from the COVID. And I reported that on uh, the news and highlighted it in Twitter 
and Twitter shut me down over it, and they say they'll put me back up if I recant or take out the story. I won't do it because what's next? Can't I report on global news? Legitimate news sources like LifeSite News is legitimate and others. Can I even parrot what they say and say, hey, here's what's in the news and tell the other side of the story or no? So I got shut down by Twitter. Well, the point is there's many attorneys now, including um, Donald Trump, filing lawsuits against these guys, Twitter, Facebook, Google, etc. Um, you know, they're not private entities. They've been taking money from the government and from the taxpayers for years. Uh, but anyways, they claim they're filing class action lawsuits, which I commend them. Well, don't get me wrong. However, for the life of me, I can't get a hold of any of these people to be part of their class action lawsuits. What the heck's wrong, and how do I get a hold of people? Any idea? <laughs> no idea, Sam. That's uh, crazy. I mean, you're normally in a class action lawsuit, right? They send out a postcard to everybody in the world and invite them to join the class action lawsuit because they, you know, they believe more the merrier. You know, the better... Uh, the stronger their suit is, the more people they get. So I, I don't understand why they wouldn't do the same thing here. Well, and I get that they're saying, hey, we can't send a card to everybody because everybody's not affected by this, only people that are in the media. But certainly there ought to be a way for me to clearly easily get a hold of them, right? You would think that they would uh, broadcast on media the fact that they're doing a class action lawsuit. I mean, obviously, you and I both know that's what they're doing. Um and, and, and yet, you know, I mean, how, how do they get the word out? I mean, it's kind of an interesting problem, but you expect them to get the word out somehow. And I'm, I'm sure expecting that someone like me, I'm expecting that someone like me would be able to find a way to get a hold of them easily and become part of that class action lawsuit. Uh, so to me, you know, I covered this story last Thursday and everybody's like, you know what, for the last week, we've already known Donald Trump's filing a lawsuit and everything else. That's great. But the new news in my mind is how does someone like me get a hold of them? I mean, I don't, I'm not saying my, my case is more important than any other case, but my case comes from a solid media source that's been around for a long time. I'm not like a, a teeny bopper that's, that's never been around. Or uh, All I'm telling you is my, my case is as solid as anybody's, right? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I, I don't know why they wouldn't, uh, well, I don't know, getting a hold of them uh, somehow, uh, that, that's the problem. And I don't know how to do it either. <laughs> Got me. Anyway, we'll keep working on it, ladies and gentlemen, but I just find that very strange and very interesting. And again, I'm not here to attack them. I'm just here to try to connect the dots and say, what can I do to help their cause? And the fact that I'm struggling to do so, to me, is very interesting. All right, Political Leadership School in Utah coming up July 31st, ladies and gentlemen. Nine to five, lunches included. Incredible opportunity, lol. It is, Sam. Um, well, I host this school uh, each year in the summer in the hopes that uh, liberty-minded um, activists will, will attend, get educated, learn what the real politics is, and how to make your politicians do what uh, they should be doing. So we need to keep this sacred flame of liberty burning uh, here in grassroots uh, America, and this is one way to do it, Sam. Amen to that. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live, Lone Nelson Campaign for Liberty.org continues in mere seconds on your radio. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character 
For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, with me. Yeah, man, leadership training. Incredible school going on in Utah. Political Leadership School is what it's called. July 31st, all day Saturday, 9 to 5, lunch included. You want to learn how the political process works? You want to understand how you can make a difference? By the time it gets to the voting booth, folks, it's really quite a day late and a dollar short when it comes to politics. Why? Because they've already selected who you can even vote for. Think about that for a minute. You think voting is the quintessential uh, you know, answer or way to make a difference. To some degree, you're right, but to some degree, you've lost half the battle by then because all the different people you could have voted for, you could have vetted, or you could have made a difference on have already been vetted and already been, you know, whatever you want to call it. Now the names are there and you've only got a list of the Hey, out of, let's say Utah, out of 3 million Americans, you know, you might have two or three to vote for if it's a primary or two to vote for if it's a, a runoff or a, a final, a general uh, election or whatever you want to call it. Um, so you got to get involved earlier is the point. And you got to learn how the ropes work. Okay, there are delegates. There are uh, ways these things unfold. And you got to learn how to do it. The leadership school also helps you understand how to make friends and influence people. You know, just ripping everybody apart and saying they're all a bunch of communist thugs isn't very helpful. Now, on occasion, it's necessary to call people out that way, but it's not the day-to-day go-to. The day-to-day go-to is to make friends and influence people and let them know that you're human too, but that you have a different view. And here's the reason that you have your view. Uh, And pretty soon, if you make things human to people, people respond. They really do. Let me give you an example. There's a movie guy. I can't remember his name right now offhand. But he basically spent a bunch of time with Trump supporters to learn how he should play a movie role uh, as a Trump supporter. And so he said, I want to spend time with Trump supporters so I, I know how they think and behave and I can get into my role better. 
Well, he was shocked about how religious they were, how kind and patient and down to earth and human they really were. And believe it or not, he was shocked because he identified with them a whole lot more than he thought he would. Ain't that an interesting tidbit? Lol, this is how the political leadership school can help everyone to understand, hey, how do you become a delegate? How do you learn how the process works? How do you uh, understand um, the, the human element so that you can make friends and influence people? All these are details that are covered in the political leadership school and more, sir. Absolutely right, Sam. Uh, human nature is uh, something that doesn't change over the centuries. Even though our technology changes, maybe, you know, the Industrial Revolution, revolution comes along and then the Technological Revolution comes along, but human nature never changes because it's, that's what makes us human. And so understanding human nature, um, like you said, is so very, very important to the success of any activist. And, um, and so I just uh, remind people, again, if you've ever... Uh, considered, uh, thought about uh, getting some training to become a more effective activist. I mean, you have precious little time and money, and so you want to use that the most effective way you can. Maybe you're working full-time. Maybe you're a, a full-time uh, mom and dad with children to raise, and maybe you only have two hours a week or maybe even one hour a week to spend. How are you going to spend that time most effectively, you know, in the sacred cause of liberty? Well, we, we teach you how to do that in this school. We give you some ideas, ways that you can be most effective with the use of your time. And I just add, Sam, that uh, this week is the last week you can take advantage of the early bird pricing, um, which is it's only 40 bucks for this, for this class. That's the early bird price. After July 17, basically at the end of this week, the price goes up to 50 bucks. So now is the time. I mean, if you, if you ever thought about this class, if you, if you think you'd like to take it, then go register. I mean, you can always back out to if if you if you come up uh, uh, at the you know at the end of the month and can't attend, but uh, but that early bird price or will better have or better so, yet, you can reassign your ticket to somebody else who can go in your place. Yeah, absolutely right, Sam. So please register now. Go to the website um, there. I, I, I've mentioned this before. Uh, you can just uh, do um, you know Google for. Uh, political Leadership School in Sandy, Utah, and uh, it'll pop up there, and you can register for that training. People normally pay hundreds of dollars for this training, Sam, and, and uh, but we are making it available at cost, and that includes your lunch. Uh, so um, hope that our good friends and patriots um, that are close by in Utah and surrounding states will take advantage of this opportunity to, to learn from the best how to exert political influence, Sam. All right, before I move to the next topic, a listener emailed. I don't know if they want their name mentioned. I wrote them back and said, do you want your name mentioned? And I haven't heard back, so I don't dare mention their name, but I want to give them credit. They know who they are. Um, they say, Sam, try getting a lawyer friend or an associate to contact the people you need. People tend to respond to lawyers. I agree that's true, and that's a good way to go about it. The problem is, you know, how do you get lawyer friends to do you favors? And if they don't put it on their lawyer letterhead, then... Uh, you know, it's hard for them to know they're an attorney, but if you put them on the letterhead, how do you know you don't get billed? <laughs> so you got to make sure you really got a friend in your attorney that will do you a favor, not cost you money. Because then I'll be begging the listeners to help me with some cash to pay the legal bill already before I even get started, right? I thought I was helping these folks with the class action lawsuit, not trying to spend money on attorneys. And that's my problem, and that's why I don't sue them already. Believe it or not, I contacted several attorneys, constitutional attorneys, and asked them if I should sue Twitter, and they said, you know, Sam... You're right on the point, but you probably won't win. 
Why? Because it's a long shot case and it'll probably cost you a bunch of money. I mean, it could literally cost up to a million dollars. Why? Because these other companies have big, deep pockets, and they'll just bury you in legally. And if you're not careful, if you push it too far, you won't be able to stop the lawsuits because they'll start to file things against you, and then you'll be defending yourself, and there won't be a way to stop the money train. They'll just bury you. So, Sam, I'd be very careful. That's what constitutional attorneys have instructed me, and that's why I won't necessarily go uh, and sue them myself probably. Uh, because I don't have the war chest. And that's why I'm so interested in some of these class action lawsuits and supporting what's already being done. Because if there's enough of us, then we can get the money together. Uh, and so I don't mind contacting the attorney to maybe get a hold of somebody for me. But you got to be really careful because the bills ratchet up fast. A buddy of mine just told me about a story the other day. He called a friend that was an attorney, talked about a couple of things, thought they were just chatting about things. Next thing you know, he got a big old bill. So you got to be really careful about that, but the advice is good. Sadly, people listen to attorneys these days, and maybe that is the only way that I can make progress. Anyway, great comment, great talk. Well, I sure appreciate it. Keep them coming. Lol? Yeah, one other comment. I just Googled. Um, of course, I don't use Google anymore. I use DuckDuckGo, but I looked for, um, you know, Trump uh, taking on a big tech uh, lawsuit, whatever. Hit a website that said you can visit uh, takeonbigtech.com to join. And so I went there, takeonbigtech.com, and it has a link uh, right away where you can uh, put in your email address to get more information. But it's uh, done by the America First Policy Institute, or AFPI for short. That's America First Policy Institute. And it is talking about this suit that uh, Donald J. Trump is, uh, you know, why he's suing his big tech. Takeonamerica.com. Yeah, take a look at that, Sam. I, it might be what you're looking for, or it might be a spell a it. I go there and say it's parked free by GoDaddy. Mm, Just T A K E O. Oh, take on bigtech.com. Yeah, take on bigtech.com. And. Yeah, right, I mean, I can email them, and I appreciate that. I just don't know if you put something up for the masses in the public like that, how active they'll really take my, you know, thing. But I'll give right. it a try. Yeah, and yeah, and you don't know whether it's, uh, some, and you don't know whether it's some scam artist uh, just trying to take the money of people who are looking to donate to this effort to uh, Trump's uh, two big text. You have to be careful, but uh, you know, it's. it's uh, one site, place to start. Yeah, I don't know what constitutional litigation partnership is. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Any sign up or share your story. And so I'm not against mm -hmm. maybe doing this as a last resort, but I'm just saying you would think there'd be a way to get a hold of somebody better than this. I mean, how many people really have well, a real story that can join big tech, you know, a lawsuit against big tech? Anyway. Yeah, give it a shot. Go ahead. It might work out. Yeah, I mean, you can I'll leave your we'll phone number and stuff. And yeah, good idea. We'll be interested to see, uh, you know, the rest of the story, how this turns out, Sam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on, that's for sure, in the media. It's Saigon in Afghanistan, writes Ron Paul. And boy, howdy, is that an incredible comparison. Lol. <laughs> well, if you're only 20 or 30 years old, you'll you won't really understand the reference to Saigon. But uh, Saigon, of course, is the capital of Vietnam, 
uh, South Vietnam, right? Or, or, and and there was a time when in in, um, in that war when uh, we backed out of it. We finally left that quagmire, Vietnam, and and uh, the, it was called the Fall of Saigon, 1975. It, when you could, you know, if you had footage of it, what you would see is the U.S. military helicopters were scrambling to evacuate personnel from the roof of the U.S. Embassy there in, in Saigon. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Senators returned to D.C. on Monday for their final four weeks of work before getting more time off. Some of the unfinished business, the infrastructure package. The bipartisan group that reached a framework with the White House before the 4th of July recess is still working on the bill. Of the 14 steps for a bill to become a law, the reconciliation bill hasn't even been drafted. Step 1. After delivering a scathing report on the current administration, President Trump at CPAC in Dallas, Texas over the weekend says the goal is to take back the White House. We will take back the House. We will take back the Senate. And then after witnessing all that has gone wrong in our country in such a short period of time with our borders, with our economy, with crime, we will take back that glorious White House. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Each policy forms and availability vary by state. The Pope has made a triumphant return. Brad Bernards reports. Buongiorno. Pope Francis on Sunday made his first public appearance since major intestinal surgery last week, greeting well-wishers as he stood for 10 minutes on a hospital balcony, offering hearty thanks for the prayers for his recovery and calling health care for all a precious good. As expected, gasoline prices continue to rise. John Clemens reports. Gasoline analyst Trilby Lundberg tells us there's been an increase of a nickel a gallon for a national average of 321. Most of this nickel comes from a recovery of gasoline margins by refiners and retailers. Oil prices had gone up last time, and we didn't get the brunt of that until now. That national average of 321 is 97 cents higher from a year ago prices. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. USA Radio News.
Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job as always. So, you know what? They're saying, hey, modern day war is no different than yesteryear war. Is really the sad tale to tell. America has become a flat-out war machine. It's Saigon in Afghanistan. Ron Paul. The point is we go there, we spend a gazillion dollars, a ton of years, a lot of lives lost, tragedy everywhere, and then what happens? We just bail, lol. Yeah, we just take off, we leave, much like Saigon. We we left the Bagram Air Base without even telling our Afghanistan so-called allies that we were leaving. Uh, Taliban has been swooping in and taking over parts of, the, of Afghanistan that we, we, we leave. And, uh, and, and so U.S. foreign policy in a nutshell, basically, is uh, taking money from the middle-class Americans and transferring it to the elites of the U.S. military and foreign policy establishment. It's welfare for the rich. And that's really the essential truth of this whole article, Sam. I'll say it again. U.S. foreign policy in a nutshell is taking money from the middle-class Americans, transferring it to the elites of the U.S. military and foreign policy establishment, welfare for the rich. Now, why does he say that? Because the cost of the war in Afghanistan was about $2 trillion. That's not billion, that's $2 trillion. That's money that's taken from the U.S. taxpayer. We're poorer today because of it, and thousands of the politically connected contractors and companies that lurk around uh, Washington, D.C., they are the ones who get richer. Meanwhile, the, uh, the cost of war project uh, out of Brown University estimates that the war in Afghanistan took more than 250,000 lives. Now, those weren't all military lives, but you know there are several thousand U.S. military. There's tens of thousands who got wounded. So I'm saying two or three thousand killed, tens of thousands wounded, but then look, look at all the loss of civilian lives, our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan that lost their lives uh, in this 20-year-long uh, military action, uh, police action, this nation-building exercise in Afghanistan. And um, so it's dollars wasted and it's lives wasted and uh, at a huge cost, Sam. The lessons of Afghanistan are simple. We should simply bring the troops home. I mean, I think about what... Ron Paul used to say, we just walked in. I'm sorry, he, he said, we just marched in. We can just march home. And so we, we need to bring the troops home, defend the, the, the states here as necessary, but leave the rest of the world to its own business. So let's be he very says, clear uh, about what Ron Paul's saying. Let me just kind of make this very clear so people understand. It's Saigon in Afghanistan, Ron Paul. And so he's saying what we do is we spend a bunch of money and we cause all kinds of problems. We literally train armies and fund them for 20 years, and then we just bail. And they're no better taking care of themselves when we leave than they were before we started, really. And so on one hand, you would say, well, Sam, shouldn't we come home? Yes, and he's not criticizing coming home. What he's really saying is that, you know what, to go in there and spend this kind of money, put lives on the line, train people who may eventually be our future enemies and then come home that's the problem why didn't we just stay home in the first place so he's not criticizing coming home what he's criticizing is all that we've done before we come home almost creating a greater crisis because many of the much of the training and many of the arms and the funding has ended up in the wrong hands only to come back to bite us in the derriere later uh, etc so for example what good do we do in saigon 
That's, you know, what good do we do now in Afghanistan? History repeats itself, and we're, I don't know if we're making the same mistake over and over. It's a mistake for sure, uh, but they seem to do it over and over with intention is really the point, Lowell. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, Jason Stapleton makes this point over and over, uh, as did Ron Paul. He said, where, where goods cost borders, armies do not. And, you know, Ron Paul during the presidential debates would often cite Vietnam. Uh, our trade with Vietnam is what has uh, done the most to build good relations with Vietnam um, because we trade with them. You know, once you establish commerce with with country, it benefits both countries. And so that's really what we should be doing uh, with uh, in other nation states around the world is establishing uh, commerce. Uh, friend, be, be friends with, with every country that's willing to trade. And, 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 and like I say, where goods cross borders, armies do not. And that's, of course, the peaceful way to live with, uh, with other nation states. Sam? And J- Jacob Hornberger follows up with an incredible point to be made on the heels of this as well, sir. He does. Um, it turns out, I didn't know anything about this, Sam, but China loaned $1 billion to the country of Montenegro to fund the construction of a road from Montenegro to the Serbian capital of Belgrade. Now, this uh, road is only partially built. It's about a 25-mile section that's only partially built, and uh, it's being called the Road to Nowhere. But to really understand this story, we need to review our geography just a little bit, Sam. Almost everybody in the world knows where Italy is. But to the right or to the east of Italy is the Adriatic Sea. And then you've got the countries of Croatia, Bosnia, Montenegro, Albania, and Greece. Those are like the five countries coming down the right-hand side of the Adriatic Sea. Now, east of Montenegro is Serbia and Kosovo. And Belgrade is the capital of Serbia. And Serbia is a landlocked country. Uh, Belgrade is about 200 miles from the Adriatic Sea as the crow flies. And uh, this port of bar on the Montenegro uh, coastline there of the Adriatic Sea. Now, this road, if they build a road from Belgrade to the Adriatic Sea, it would provide a direct route between Belgrade and the port of bar on the Adriatic Sea for the importation and exportation of goods. And so, you know, I like the idea. Uh, it, it probably would bolster trade with uh, um, Serbia, and it would benefit Montenegro because this road goes through Montenegro, and it's a very hilly, mountainous country. I saw pictures taken just a couple of months ago of this road construction. It looks really nice. I mean, it's basically a freeway spanning canyons and tunneling through mountains, and I mean, it's really quite elaborate, but... They've only got uh, 25 miles of a 270-mile stretch of road completed, and it looks like their first payment on this billion-dollar loan is due this month, but that Serbia can't, uh, I'm sorry, that Montenegro can't pay that back because their debt has, has soared to more than double of its GDP, and so they may default on the loan. So you ask the question, why is this important to us? Well, if Montenegro defaults on the loan and, for whatever reason, refuses to permit China to seize its collateral, then China might well invade the country to enforce its loan agreement. See, this is what happens all the time, Sam, whether it's U.S. loaning the money or the, uh, uh, the IMF loaning the money 
to these poor countries around the world, they do so on condition that the natural resources of the poor countries become the property of the bank or the IMF or the, the country that makes the loan, like China or the U.S. And so it's a way for the hegemonic nations of the, of the, of the planet to take more control over the poor countries of the world. It's, it's, a, it's what bullies do. Um, and so, uh, okay, so, so you got this, this situation now between China and Montenegro. Montenegro not able to, to make a loan payment this month, probably, and China wanting to take possession of the, some of uh, Montenegro. Well, if Montenegro refuses and China goes in to, to, to seize the property, well, that involves us. How does that involve us? Well, because we're a member of NATO, and Montenegro became a member of NATO just four years ago. And under NATO's membership rules, NATO members, including the United States, they're bound to come to the defense of other NATO members in the event that a non-NATO nation attacks them. And China is not a member of NATO. So the question is, Sam, how many Americans realize that they just had their lives and fortunes pledged to the defense of Montenegro? Yeah, and the real question matter, is Sam, by, the real question, uh, Lowell, is by who also? In other words, we may not even know mm-hmm. we've been pledged, but who did that? Yeah, and it's, it's the NATO bureaucrats, uh, basically, that made that decision. The NATO bureaucrats approved Montenegro as a NATO member in 2017. In fact, this as recently as last year, in 2020, the NATO bureaucrats admitted the country of North Macedonia into NATO. <laughs> so the real on question one hand, is how many Americans... Mm-hmm. On one hand, I blame the NATO bureaucrats. I get your point. On the other hand, though, I blame, hey, which administration has allowed this to happen on their watch? We're only obligated as the American people, not because of some global group, but because our own groups insert us into the mix for these things, right? Right. Our membership in NATO is what obligates us to other NATO countries. So whoever got us into NATO and whoever is not getting us out of NATO, they're the ones to blame, Sam. Yeah, did Donald or Obama or Biden or Bush... Or Clinton, let's just go back a bit. Get us out of NATO? I think not. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? 
you deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, the danger that NATO poses to Americans, Jacob Hornberger with the incredible column. Uh, so anyway, any final thoughts on this, Lowell? I'm convinced that directly relates to it's Sagan in Afghanistan, directly relates to this idea that we're in these unsolvable wars, literally perpetually. It's fulfilling prophecy, but it's made us a warlike people. It's dangerous to a constitutional republic. It's dangerous to national security. And really, you know, I agree NATO's a problem, but it's our membership in NATO that's the real problem. And our leaders that are inserting us into this uh, melee and fiasco known as NATO. I mean, the idea of these groups are supposedly for global peace, but it's done nothing but the opposite. When will we see it back out and uh, have a humble, appropriate George Washington-esque slash Ron Paul-esque foreign policy? Uh, the sooner the better, as far as I'm concerned, sir. That's right. Uh, turns out that NATO, uh, we, the United States is a founding member of NATO. This is July of 1949, uh, when President Truman occupied the White House, uh, his secretary Atchison. They signed this instrument of ascension, uh, meaning they agreed to join NATO and become a founding member. So if you really want to pin the blame, we, we go back to 1949, whoever is in Congress, in the Senate at that time, and allowed President Truman to um, to to form NATO and and uh, and get into this, you know, make this, these agreements. Uh, they're the ones uh, to blame. And I guess every Congress since then that hasn't gotten us out of NATO, uh, they they deserve some of the blame, I guess, Sam. And modern people today deserve some of the blame. We, the people, for not uh, demanding it, deserve a lot of the blame. Uh, as well, because if we the people were in great enough numbers to demand change, we would get change. But without enough of us speaking out, standing up, making a difference, uh, then you get what you get. Do your, does your congressman and or senator uh, at all levels, does your county commission, does your, anyway, every level of government know who you are and know your feelings on the matter? Well, that's our duty, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to be very careful not just to blame everybody else but ourselves. Let's take personal responsibility and get after it. Thus, the political leadership school in Utah on July 31st. Get your tickets today. If you don't live in Utah, you can either fly in for it and or, better yet, you can go to campaignforliberty.org, get a hold of your local coordinator in your state and area, and ask them if they have that leadership training. If they do, great. If not, say, I'd like to help it happen. If they do, of course, just join up and be part of the solutions today all right the horrifying rise of mass media blackouts on inconvenient news stories caitlin johnson hits the ball out of the park with that story 
and another that Lowell's got for us, folks. Lowell? Uh, just uh, last month, right, a major witness in the DOJ's case against Julian Assange admitted to fabricating key accusations in the indictment against the founder of WikiLeaks. Uh, the witness. Right, let me just stop you uh, there. Let me just stop you there because yep. this is so critical. After years and years, after all the abuse that Julian Assange has taken, after all the lies and the rhetoric for the mainstream press, even Donald Trump falling for a lot of those lies. Donald defended Julian when he was a candidate, then when he became president, he kind of sidestepped that, sad for truth. But nevertheless, I bring this up because we find out now that the guy that was prosecuting and had allegations against Julian flat out lied worked for the government to set up Assange, and literally got caught doing it. Lol, this is huge. It's, it's, it's a blockbuster, Sam. And the point of uh, Caitlin Johnstone's column here is that none of the mainstream media talks about this at all. I mean, this barely came, uh, uh, he, he recanted this uh, uh, Sigurdur Thordarson, the witness against Julian Assange, he recanted just last month. But what do we hear from the lamestream media? Just crickets. I mean, they haven't even touched this. Um, Johnstone did write that there were two different media watchdog outlets. One was Media Lens and the other was Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. Those two media watchdog outlets, they published articles about this blackout. But that's all we're getting is, is lamestream media is not publicizing the fact that the key witness against uh, 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 Julian Assange was a liar and that he's recanted his accusations. But, and, and so that, that's the key thing here, Sam, is that nobody's talking about this. It should be the biggest news of the month, in the month of June. The biggest news of the last month was that Julian, uh, that the, the, uh, the, the key witness against Julian Assange recanted all, and took back all the lies that he told about Julian Assange. And, uh, and yet, what do we hear, Sam? Just crickets. Um, so what's really being communicated to whistleblowers and to journalists uh, here, folks, is, is, uh, is this. Uh, you know, don't bother. It won't make any difference because no one will ever see what you reveal. That's that's the message being sent to whistleblowers and journalists worldwide in this Julian Assange case. That's why they're prosecuting. That's why they're persecuting Assange. They don't have a case. They have no legal reason to hold him in Belmarsh Prison. They have no, um, uh, you know, uh, no principled reason to hold him, Sam. He should be free to go. And yet, by their doing so illegally, they're telling other journalists and whistleblowers, you better not tell on us you better not reveal any dirt on us or you will suffer the same fate as julian assange bam there you have it ladies and gentlemen this is serious serious business because i've told you and i've mentioned this over and over almost every time you see something run off the rails uh you find the government fbi cia some unconstitutional thugocracy agency uh, is behind it. And now you have this Sigridur Thordeson, or whatever his name is, a major witness in the DOJ's case against Julian Assange, admitted to fabricating key accusations in the indictment against the WikiLeaks founder. 
All right, the Assange case is not about national security. It's about narrative control. Julian Assange once said, the overwhelming majority of information is classified to protect political security, not national security. The Pentagon admitted years ago that it could not find a single instance of lives being lost due to the publication to which Assange is currently being prosecuted. In other words, it's not and never has been about national security. It's about narrative control, folks. This is serious, serious business. Ron Paul often said truth is treason in an empire of lies. Um, I don't know how they can do this. We find out, for example, that the January 6th had agent government provocateurs in it, too. We've named them. They've been documented in court documents. Now we find this for Julian Assange. Which example in history does not have false flag written all over it, Lowell? And I'm hard-pressed to even know. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, false flags, uh, they've been around for centuries, and governments have used them over and over and over to accomplish their devious and sinister ends. Um, false flag, that's, that's what governments do, um, and that's one of the evils of, of, uh, of an out-of-control government. So, um, you know, Assange isn't sitting in Belmarsh prison for doing something wrong, but for doing something right. That's why he's there. He was trying to give the public information that will help them and us, and that means us, form an accurate worldview, one that's based on fact and truth rather than one based on the lies spun by government entities. I think back to that, that helicopter, um, you know, killing uh, the Reuters uh, reporter on the ground. And and the uh, the the uh, the leak of that video just blew the socks off of the the uh, the politicians because you know Assange disclosed maybe that was a Bradley Manning uh, uh, disclosure anyway that it's that type of disclosure that uh, t- that, that knocks the socks off of the politicians and they hate that they don't like to be embarrassed. And, and yet the, ex, the expose of truth, which is what Julian Assange is doing, it just embarrasses the daylights out of them, and they don't like that. That's why they're making an example of Assange, uh, and to dissuade other journalists from becoming truth-tellers, from revealing what's really going on. They're trying to make journalists to be parrots. Uh, just, just speak what we want you to speak and nothing else. That's what they want journalists be and by and large that's what journalists have become unfortunately and so this Assange case it it receives a lot of attention not because of the interest in one man's fate but because of the interest in everyone's fate really I mean yes I'm interested in Julian Assange's case and I hope that he will be freed very soon uh, you know yesterday but but I'm also interested in his fate because that's every journalist's fate. That's your fate, Sam. What do you, what's going to happen to you for the, all of the truth that you tell on Liberty Roundtable? What's going to happen to me for bringing this type of truth to light on, on radio shows? And that's why we're so interested in the fate of one Julian Assange. 
And there is so, only one answer. It depends on what the American people do. If they turn their backs and remain silent and continue to tune into the mainstream press, you and I are in serious trouble because they can pick us off, isolate us, demonize us one person at a time. On the other hand, if we jettison the mainstream press, if Americans fund the new media taking center stage and, and turn to us uh, by our greater numbers, shall we see success? Uh, so I'm convinced that the response of the American people, uh, sadly, our fate is in their hands to a great degree, sir. You're absolutely right, Sam. And in order for the American people to uh, be on the side of, of truth, they need to t- turn to God. Um, we, will, we don't have a prayer, Sam, unless the American people turn to God, uh, seek his forgiveness, and hope that he will heal our land, as he has promised to do so and ron that's paul, my prayer that's my hope amen to that i joined that prayer ron paul pointed it out though you know what telling truth is treason in an empire of lies uh, you know what they're literally saying we're terrorists and treasonous now because we stand with the real news we stand with the facts look julian assange was wrongfully prosecuted we found a government provocateur by an unconstitutional agency in our midst got caught telling lies same thing with Fauci and the COVID lies and scandal there, which we'll get into more next hour. There's truth telling on that to come forth. I mean, it goes on and on from Oklahoma City bombing to 9-11 to World War II to we can go on and on with the false flags that are happening. And the more we catch them with the false flags, the more they pull out all the stops and claim us to be enemies of the state. They lie. But if we get popular enough and have the people's support enough, they, are, they will be afraid of us. On the other hand, if they can isolate us and pick us off and the people don't care, they come for us at first. But ladies and gentlemen, later they come for you. Make no mistake about that. So don't you dare decide that it's not worth your stand-up because you will lose the battle as well. And eventually it'll be your turn. That's not a threat. That's a reality check from history repeating itself. Lowell Nelson, thank you so much, sir. Godspeed, brother. You're welcome, Sam. Good to be with right, you. For se- Thank you. For Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, God save the Republic of the United States of America.